This is Unconventional Knowledge, the podcast that takes a look at the information hidden below the surface. Each episode, we ask an expert to give us an insider's perspective on a current event. After years of easy monetary policy, interest rates are rising again. This week, we ask an expert in economic policy, Elizabeth Krecki, to explain what this means for banks. 2022 has been yet another challenging year for Euro-area banks. A difficult post-pandemic recovery, high and persistent inflation, a new looming recession, and last but not least, a terrible war raging at Europe's borders. But there is at least one good thing to which Euro-area banks woke up in 2022. Interest rates are back. Indeed, since last summer, the European Central Bank has raised its key policy rates no less than four times. The deposit facility rate, the main refinancing operations rate and the marginal lending facility rate now stand at 2, 2.5 and 2.75 respectively. Further hikes can be expected in 2023 if inflation continues on its double-digit path. This shift in monetary policy has important consequences for banks. The era of ultra-low and even negative rates, in which they had to operate for over a decade, has come to an end at last. But does that mean a return to the long-forgotten normal of the pre-2008 crisis years? Nothing is less sure. Needless to say that negative interest rates during a long period of time have a profound impact on the profitability of banks. After all, interest is one of their main sources of income. Moreover, in the aftermath of the great financial crisis, Euro-area banks had to adapt to ever more stringent, complex and costly regula regulatory requirements. While some banks succeeded in reshaping their business models, others struggle until today to boost their profits or even to survive. This is the case notably for smaller commercial banks, which have mainly household and small business deposits and hence a limited pricing power and adjustment capacity. Yet these banks play an essential role, not only in the financing and development of local economies, but in the transmission of monetary policy as well. The ECB has been attentive early on to the issue of bank profitability. In 2014, it decided to compensate lenders for loan losses they suffered because of low interest rates. In return for customer-friendly lending policies, banks were offered funding at very attractive conditions through a series of so-called targeted longer-term refinancing operations, or GLATROS. Following the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic, GLATROS became even more favorable for banks. The ECB wanted to encourage them to substantially lower their credit standards for lending, notably to small firms and households in distress. Today, Eurozone banks must reinvent themselves in yet another completely abnormal macroeconomic context. This time, 
near-zero growth rates contrast with soaring inflation rates. By the end of 2022, inflation is around 11 percentage points higher than it was by the end of 2020. Clearly not a healthy situation back then, but maybe even worse today. In spite of declining growth, the ECB is forced to normalize its policy stance, whatever the cost. To curb inflation, it had no choice but to raise interest rates. But this makes the recession worse. That is why the ECB did not want to go as far as the American Fed, whose funds rate currently lies between 4.25 to 4.50%, while annual inflation in the US has fallen to 7.1% in November. By comparison, the ECB's interest rate hikes appear rather moderate, at least far from being in line with the dramatically rising prices in the eurozone. The fact is that as long as policy rates lag behind inflation, as is the case in Europe, the purchasing power of workers and pensioners, consumers and savers will continue to weaken. Financial repression, or to use a more powerful term circulating in the German-speaking press, die Kalt and Eigenung, is reaching unprecedented levels. For banks, Rising rates is good news, as it makes their core activities more profitable again, at least in the short term, benefiting all at once from higher rates and a post-pandemic credit growth. Many banks have seen their net interest income improve significantly by the end of 2022. But now, demand for credit is plummeting. Also, as the eurozone is heading into recession, banks' risk tolerance is likely to fall considerably throughout 2023. Many have already started tightening their loan approval criteria for all clients, be they ordinary consumers, small or large firms. This could quickly put indebted households and companies in a delicate situation. Banks on their side will have to account for more loan losses in the months to come. Today, Eurozone banks undeniably have more robust capital positions and larger liquidity buffers than they had a decade ago. But they also face a range of new difficulties. For starters, the competitive pressure from fintech companies and big techs is increasingly hurting their profitability. In the near future, the ECB too could put banks' world upside down by launching a digital euro. Aging IT systems make traditional banks vulnerable to cyber attacks. These are getting ever more sophisticated thanks to artificial intelligence and self-learning malware. Moreover, geopolitics has disrupted finance. According to Andrea Enria, Chair of the ECB Supervisory Board, banks would be naive to assume that, quote-unquote, navigating geopolitical shocks will be as smooth as the recovery from the pandemic. During the past years, banks were massively supported by the ECB, 
to the point that they ended up regarding this help as a sort of assistantship to which they were entitled. But now the age of exceptional blanket measures is over, the supervisor warned. Mr. Anya is concerned that banks are over-optimistic when expecting that rates will continue to rise in 2023 and guarantee them further increases in net interest income. First, it is not sure that in the light of the upcoming recession, interest rates can continue rising. And second, banks must know that they will be very much on their own when the next shock hits the eurozone. Interestingly, a wind of rebellion against the ECB is currently blowing through the European banking sector. According to the Financial Times, several bank bosses have become vocal against what they perceive as an increasingly intrusive behavior from their supervisor. Restricted shareholder rights, more stress testing, ever more capital and reporting requirements, more surveillance, and even an ECB observer present in banks' board meetings, it is getting all too much for them. This nascent protest movement could be a sign that, after almost 15 years of regulatory paternalism and persistent policy failures, Eurozone banks feel the need to fend for themselves. I hope this explanation from Professor Elizabeth Krecky helped you understand the problems facing Eurozone banks. For more on this topic, please check out our website at gsreportsonline.com or follow us on social media. Music